Gregory, of course. Did Gregory offering, what, history, truth, sometimes not wanting to be heard? Uh, Dick, by the way, uh, we forget that Dick is more than an observer of the scene. He's both. He's, we call him comedian, but perhaps the comedian is the best observer of the scene there is. He's at Mr. Kelly's. You have a chance to see him in action, too, until May 24th. And Dick, in listening to this, of course, you're sort of recreating history. It's been sort of buried a long, long, long time. Yes, I <coughs> I think the Vietnam War kind of recreated history because <coughs> the wars that we've been in, that we talk about, uh, was not wars of liberation. Uh, we felt that the World War One uh, was a war of survival. I think if you read true history, you'll find out that it wasn't survival for us. Uh, but this is what the masses believe. World War II, uh, I think had we got into it earlier, uh, it could have been a war of liberation. Uh, but I think the Vietnam War, where we got involved with a civil war, uh, where we went into an area to to help solve a social problem uh, or under the pretense of helping solving social problems uh, when we had not used that energy to solve our social problem. You see, if a man's house catch on fire and my house is on fire and I'm running to his house and not my house, then this man have to think I have ulterior motives. You know, what is it you want in my house uh, that's on fire and your house is on fire? So then for the first time, I have to look at him as being something other than a humanitarian. Yeah, particularly if you set fire to that man's house. That's right, <laughs> definitely. You're thinking about us in Vietnam. Right, yeah. yes. And so consequently, what have happened is, <coughs> you see, young folks react to a system and systems the way kids react to their parents. Uh, they don't understand why mommy or daddy did this, uh, but they can feel certain things. And if the feeling is right, they will accept it. If the feeling is wrong, knowing mama is mama and daddy is daddy and they steal the boss, the kid withdraws and gets to himself. He goes back into his room. He reads a book that he didn't want to read. He, he, he blows on a horn that he didn't really feel like blowing. But if you listen to the sound that comes out the horn, you know he's not practicing. No, that's the blues. That's right. Yeah. He's rebelling. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you look at the way he holds the book and the way he picks it up and the way he holds his body, you see, anytime you see someone reading and their body is not in a comfortable position, uh, you know it's more involved than just him looking at the book. You know, Dick, Dick Gregory, as you're talking, Dick quite obviously is unique on the American scene and the world of quote-unquote entertainment, yet we know he's more than that. He is a humorous man, but there's something more involved here. You are tremendously popular on the campuses, and yet in the nightclub there are conventioneers listening to you too, and I mean, as though you're able to reach all without in any way compromising. You're telling him what it's about as you see it with your perception and, of course, your humor, the humor throughout. Your humor, of course, is what tells the truth, too, right, isn't it? Yes. Well, I, I think what have happened 
on the on the nightclub circuit is very simple any social commentator when he moves outside of the realm of being safe in other words if I came to to do humor at a disc jockeys convention and if I research all of the social problems that disc jockeys have and I can go there and I can do 20 brilliant minutes now if I walked into the nightclub with this same act I would die I'd get a few scattered laughs of people that understand various things. But now, <coughs> if there was a big investigation of the disc jockeys, like we had with the payola thing, mm -hmm. see, now this act is good because they know enough to follow it. You can go to a nightclub and do 30 brilliant minutes on the U2 plane. But had you had the knowledge of the new U2 plane 10 years mm -hmm. before it got caught, which nobody knew about, you would have had a reaction. Because the one thing when you're dealing with the social order, they do not want myths, they want reality. Mm -hmm. And consciously and ethically, the average American businessman that would come to the nightclubs did not know enough about the social order. Now the newspapers, and the press and television have educated him to a level. Well, now he can come and listen to a Dick Gregory and realize I'm not picking on him or I'm not lying about the system. I'm taking a situation that's been created. So what's happened, say, in 10 years is a catching up with you, in a sense, on right. the part, say, of on the campus, perhaps much more quickly. Right. Yes. The young are much, as you said earlier, much more intuitive and Well, quick not only that, you see, what happened on the campus, the kid that I'm talking to on the campus today, let's take him back 10 years. He was in high school. He was in grade school. He would come home. He would turn on the news. He would see Dr. King. He would see the marches. He would hear the comments of the parents around him. Just one thing that they forgot. That kid was in grade school reading American history. And the same thing he read that day, he could turn on television and see it happening live. It was only black folks doing it. I mean, the speeches that the black folks is making today is right out of the pages of Thomas Jefferson and Tom Paine. And they had the same amount of misunderstanding and malice. You know, something very interesting. 1970, there was a group of soldiers that moved up on a college campus. 